the platform of your grace upon the stature of the anointing of the spirit that has been given us to navigate ourselves into your purposes into your plans oh let that anointing today be responsible for birthing forth new convictions for birthing forth new perceptions for birthing forth new ways of understanding to deepen our call and our understanding of the things that make for life that we can and should be efficient in this game of life to learn how to play by the rules of the kingdom bring forth those convictions through the teaching of your word today and let the spirit of wisdom the spirit of revelation drive it deep into our hearts until oh god we gain the stature to surmount over our doubts our fear and our limiting beliefs to stand upon the truth and begin to walk in intensity in all that you have purpose for us let the anointing that breaks yokes the lives burdens be unleashed in this place let strongholds be shattered as we teach in this series let mountains disintegrate oh let the devils and evil spirits that have been responsible for short-circuiting our destiny of oh God be found out and it is said that if a thief shall be found out he must pay seven times what he stole as we enter and go deeper into your word we will find out the devils that have been responsible oh God and they must pay seven times seven times double oh God the days of ignorance are behind us. The days of revelation are upon us. Oh, thank you for the keys of the kingdom that have been granted us to legislate in the earth, to all oh God legislate in the heavens, and to set in alignment the things of oh God which accords with your plans and purposes. Tonight, today, we teach with the authority of the Spirit. Not like the Pharisees, but like Jesus Christ, as one who has authority. Bring forth changes. Transformation. And let demons and evil spirits today through your word live our lives forever. Especially those that have been operating stealthily, wrong in our souls, in our destiny. 
violence. Teach us to understand that the violence taken by force. That the kingdom has been suffering violence. And men and women of the force of the spirit must rise to capture the workings of Satan and enforce the authority of Christ, the victory of Christ. Oh dear Jesus, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you, mans paratom sons paratos, denangambarato zebrediso shalatrans kapati. Cherons gebrende son trans kepretizo koroban jebretizi kitrati. Shelamanzo trati bronze le celebranze gredele branze gredisa le brahatakai. Master Jesus, mans barati, we bless your name. We honor your name. We hallow your name. Manesh palactras to shalamante. Ah, maroto kozoko barabarabako shalabarabaha. Tamno kono shabora koto lora koto go parato go shalitapa. Anda mashi poroto santa ki bronze pretina krosa pralita. Jana goloko se manje prato go shili barahata kaloto. Mangele soro koro parakle so trataka branje Manje broko potera brakta so shalamande. Oh, we call forth the rain with the thunders and lightnings of God. Manj baradai, the rain do kestai, the rain of the Spirit of the living God. Oh, for you have said, Ask ye the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, and he shall send clouds with thunders with it. Oh, we call for the rain. We call for the rain. Let the clouds of your spirit be saturated upon our lives here today. Rain, 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 Holy Ghost. Rain, 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 Holy Ghost. Rain upon the land, upon the earth, upon the ground that has been tilled upon the earth that has been prepared rain holy ghost rain holy ghost rain holy ghost your word scan us Lord today let nothing escape your word let nothing escape the eye of your word let things hidden come to the surface let things that have been hiding come to the surface in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth God there's an exposure in the spirit taking place oh God 
Oh God, no devil today will hide from the sight of the word of God. No sheparato, no sin today will hide from the eyes of the word of God. Your eyes are upon us today. Oh my God. Your fire is in this place. Mm. Today let your people know that surely God cannot be mocked. That whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. Iman go shama te shemala ko soparato. Meta brano so brake pato. Shemaloto brata prakitala. Oh God. Tonight let judgment take place. Judgment take place. Let the fire of the Spirit begin to stir things now. Let the fire of the Spirit from the womb begin to stir things now. Let it stir things now. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Nothing is hidden. Nothing is hidden. Nothing is hidden. Let it all come to the surface. Hidden strongholds, hidden agendas, hidden purposes, wicked plots. Oh God, hey, the snares of the wicked one. Let it come forth. Let it come forth. Agendas taking place in the body. Let it come forth. Spirits of the night. nothing is hidden all things are naked before you man shala barago santa karadi ba shala bronze pretelega bronzo go bronze pashatra plakizo la manda gabralida bo shala brata sonda barusha pravisanska pata shamana And let your fires burn, Lord. Light up this place. Let your fires burn, Lord. Light up this place. Mm. Light up this place. Let your fires burn, Lord. Oh, light up this place, Jesus. Let your fires burn. Let your fires burn. 
Let them catch fire. Let your fires burn in this place. Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire, Jesus. Let your fires burn. Let them catch fire, Jesus. Let them catch fire, Jesus. Let your fires burn. Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire. Let your fires burn, Jesus. Let your fires burn, Jesus. Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire. Let your fires burn. Let it burn upon the woman. Let it burn upon the men. Let it burn upon the boys. Let it burn. Catch fire. 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 Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire. Let them. Every demon catch the fire of the spirit. Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire. Let your fire burn, Lord. Let them catch fire. Let them catch fire. Mm, let your fire burn. A fire they will not be able to resist. A fire that they will not be able to resist. The unresistible fire of the spirit.
a fire that their spirit will not be able to resist, a fire that their own will will not be able to resist. Let it go through them now, from the soles of their feet to the crown of their head, the fire of the Holy Ghost.
as a prophet of the living God. I pronounce the blessing of the first fruit upon their lives. Look at me. I destroy the stronghold of memory over your lives in the name of Jesus. From this day forth until the end of this year, you shall know no lack. The ventricles, the chimneys and pipelines of heaven are pouring out a blessing over your lives today. By supernatural means, there shall be an increase in the areas of your finances. I speak as an authoritative figure in the spirit and I speak unto and rebuke the devourer for your sakes. In the name of Jesus Christ, your vast, your storehouses shall not lack a single day in 2020. I pronounce this blessing upon you that the God who multiplied the fish will multiply the bread, will multiply every seed, will multiply every finance, will multiply every money in your life. Today I speak increase in the thousands, I speak increase in the millions, and may the grace of the Spirit of God come upon you, and may you be the first to enjoy when the promise of the Lord comes to pass. I pronounce that grace on their lives, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They have honored you with their first fruits. They have honored you with their possessions. Now honor their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. The thing that has kept people in debt, that has kept people in lack, the demon memo that has been responsible for the lack for the poverty, that demon stronghold over your life is broken forever. The law of the womb and the blessing of the womb be pronounced over your lives and let it start working now. Let every angel that is assigned in that category begin to work for you. Know them by name, ministering spirits. Don't even encangle on Clectrolong, don't check. Vembelendrondish, Parak, Munglemen, and Stombre, this toy peractos. John Biren do sempre, Stombra, fake leg on Torlodomon preacher. Yes, on the Leai, et no effred, dono et valeban, the Leo tenderiet, and ore bashia, but trademan gelio testada. Thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Father. Yes, thank you. Assign angels of finance and kingdom administration over your From this day, right through this year, 2020. In Jesus' name, I chapter 6 
Ephesians chapter number 6. This week, um, from Wednesday to Friday, we'll be having our Ministry of Life seminar, alright? So from 6 p.m. at night to 8 or 9 for the next three days, from Wednesday right up until Friday, we will have our seminar, alright? So prepare yourselves <coughs> for that. So that means on Tuesday, we will not have service this Tuesday and because uh, we'll be having the seminar we will, we will not be having the prayer rally this week alright so we will have the prayer week this week from tomorrow alright right up until Tuesday so from Wednesday Thursday Friday we will have the seminar alright so prepare for that and uh, get ready for for that amen uh, please put that over there please so on last week Sunday I taught and we began a new series on possessing your possessions right and we mentioned several things with regards to the cause that led to the fall of man and the transfer of power uh, to Satan. Amen? And we said that the reason why Adam really sinned and ate of the tree that God said not to eat was because Adam did not have a clear understanding of his purpose. And I want to elaborate on that a little bit and then digress to share some things that I want us to share. Okay? But first, let's read Ephesians chapter number 6 from verse number 10. And we will read to verse number 20. Are we there? Alright, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Is that you may be able to be to stand against the deceit, all right, or the the cunning arts of the devil. So he says, the armor of God is the piece of clothing that will help us withstand the trickery of Satan, the deceit of Satan. So he says, that armor are to be put on. Hallelujah. So he tells us to put it on. To put it on. 
Now, how many of us have seen the armor of God? Probably no one. <laughs> right? But the Bible says to put it off. So what is the armor of God that we ought to put on on ourselves? What is it? Right? He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. What's happening? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Hmm? Yeah? Huh? Uh, I don't need this now. We need to move, okay? Put on the whole arm of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So he tells us that there is a piece of equipment that we are to put on. And there's a reason why we are to put it on. He says that reason is because we do not wrestle against flesh. So, it, it's, it's an armor that is responsible for aiding us in acknowledging our platform of engagement. He says, it's not against flesh and blood. So, it is practically impossible for anybody to discern that reality unless or until he has put on the old armor of God. So the armor of God helps us against the deceit of the sin, of, of the wicked one. Now, Satan does not want you to know from which plane he functions from. He wants you to think that whatever is going on in your life is caused by flesh and blood. The causes are natural, the causes are physical. So the armor of God is the tool that God gives us to help us understand that our engagement in life, its origin is not natural, its origin is not physical. So he says, put it on. How do you put it on? You give me body blade. How do you put it on? How do you put on the armor of God? Because the Bible says, put it on. It says, wear it. The Greek word <laughs> implies that you sink into it. So how do you do that? Because except you put it on, first, you, you will not be able to withstand the tricks, the cunning deceits of Satan. And secondly, and this is what is more important, you will not be able to discern the origin of your troubles. And that is why God's people are trying to use natural means to possess spiritual blessings. So he says, we do not wrestle because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. 
That means our our troubles. If 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 God were to show you the 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 nature of your troubles, they would not be what you see. They would not be what you are experiencing. Now, this is troubles, but there is the other side, the experiential side, where it's not troubles, but it, 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 is, it, is, it is wicked acts or sins. If God were to show you the origin of your sin, the root of your sin, you would find that it is not even the thing that you are engaging in. So people, people sin, right? And because we are men, we judge them from the standpoint of the act of the sin. But God does not look at the act. He looks at the origin, at the source, at the root of the sin. And then he diagnoses the sin from that dimension and he finds that the origin of that sin is a spirit we wrestle not against flesh and blood so every trouble is a spirit disguised in whatever circumstances or situation that has presented itself in our lives or whatever experience that we are undergoing if it is against the purposes of god for your life you know that this thing is a spirit masquerading itself what kept the children of israel in babylon even after the prophecy was declared that after 70 70 years they shall be delivered again what kept them there was not what they were experiencing it was not the bondage it was the spirit the gabriel called it the princess of persia So you wonder, some people, why in life, they are unable to move from stage one to stage two. They can't move from stage one to stage two. And not because of the physical causes. No, there's a spirit orchestrating the events of your life. The only difference is that unto which spirit do we, do we yield? our obedience to and to which spirit have we become slaves to and you must understand every spirit the cause you see the the the, the cause of every event in our lives the cause of every experience in our life caused by a spirit that cause that cause has an ultimate purpose Jesus said the thief's agenda is to kill, is to steal, is to destroy. That means if you live your life according to the nature of those spirits, there's only one end for you, destruction, loss, and death. No matter what you may be experiencing, that spirit is leading you there. For to be carnally 
minded is dead but to be spiritually minded is life and peace that means if your life is conducted according to the spirits of heaven your end will be peace and life so he gives us the opportunity to wear the armor of god so as to conduct our lives by the right spirit because we wrestle not against flesh is something you must understand or if you will not understand it you will find your life at different stages of your life you see here's how life is life is in phases life is in stages is in stages is in phases so at a time where you might be thinking that your life is good your life is actually in the spirit at its worst point. And it will only outflow in the cycle of time. That's why the Bible says that for a time, sin might seem pleasurable. For a time, it might seem pleasurable. But oh, the agony it will cause you in the future. You, because you are not in the future, you don't know. So, so in, 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 in the moment, it is pleasure. It is nice. Your end will be full of agony. Look at, look at, look at Lot. Look at Lot. How he started off. Look at how he started off. But because he allowed his life to be led astray, listen, uh, decisions attract spirits. The decisions you make attract spirits. God says this. He says, Behold, I place before you death and life. Death is both a, a, a force and a personality. Life is a personality. Death is a personality. God says, I place before you death and life. Then he tells you, choose life. Why? Because life is the spirit that is in accord with him. So he says, whatever decision you make will attract to the nature of the spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Any man who thinks so does not, he is deceived. Any man who thinks life is only natural is deceived. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh. The word wrestle is a struggle. It's not against flesh and blood. Life is not determined by the school. You see, the success of your life is not determined by the school you went to, the career you chose. Life is not career orientated. Life is not uh, educationally orientated. Though all those things are not are not the components, the pillars of life. How can David be a shepherd? Be 
your our own uh, previous president jacob zuma he never finished school but he was a president of an entire nation a nation full of doctors full of people who went to school full of businessmen he was their president he never finished school So because we wrestle not against flesh and blood we must understand our actions why do we act the way we act why do we do the things that we do or why do the things that happen in our lives happen continue reading that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against But against, but against, but against, and, and the rulers, and, now let's read it again, read that whole verse again. Against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Somebody go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Right, Chris, go there. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. I want you to read it for me from verse number five. From verse three, please. Second Corinthians chapter ten from verse three. Read it please. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh. Okay, walk can be translated as live. Okay? So re replace walk for live. For though we live in the flesh. For though we live in the flesh. Yep. We do not walk after the flesh. We do not walk. We do not walk. Wait, we do not walk. We do not walk. Oh, oh, walk. We do not war. So he says, though we live in the flesh, we do not war. He does not say we do not war. He says we do not war after the flesh, but we still war. 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 He says we do not war after the flesh. We do not war in the place where we live in. We do not war from the dimension from where we live in. So life is not decided in the flesh. Life is decided from another plane of life. What the Bible says, we do not war after the flesh. If you don't war after the flesh, where do we war in? So he's telling you that the life that you are living is a war. The life that you are living is a war is a war that will only end in the in, in the millennium reign of christ 
But from now until then, this life is a war. And in a war, it is required that there are those who know how to fight. Don't do that. Don't do that. That don't do. That don't do. It's a war that we learn how to fight. Not from the place where we live. But from another platform. Why? Because whoever is fighting us is not here. Men's enemies are not physical in nature. So he says, we do not war in the flesh. Continue reading, please. For the weapons... Oh, for what? For the weapons... The weapons? Of our warfare. The weapons of our warfare. Of our warfare. Our warfare. Weapons. So in this war, you need to have weapons. Uh. Mm. Mm. Yeah? Read it again, Chris. For the weapons? For the weapons of, of our warfare. Are not oh. They are not carnal. So they are not swords and guns. But they are what? But mighty to war. So whatever weapons they are, are mighty through God. Are mighty through God. For the pulling the down, pulling destruction down. of strongholds. Strong. Yeah? Casting down imaginations. Mm. Now wait, who are, who is bringing those imaginations? Who is erecting those strongholds that require casting down? Is it God? This is the strategy of Satan. What, what the Bible is revealing to us is the strategy of Satan. How Satan works to the destruction of man's life. So he says he erects strongholds in our lives. And then he does what? Casting down? Casting down imaginations. He walks through the dianoia. Casting down imaginations. Yeah? And every high thing that and itself. every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The three strategies of Satan in warfare. Strongholds, imaginations, and high things. Except you deal with this, you will never see the promises of God in your life. You will never possess your possessions. Just don't become successful. Man, man just don't become rich. 
Men must contact the realm from which they do not live in to, to, to facilitate their success here on You think it's your qualifications, it's your degrees, it's your connections. Continue reading because there's something there. Continue reading after that. And bringing, and bringing into captivity every thought. Bringing into what? Bringing into what? Bringing into what? He says you must, you, you, you must capture, you must arrest those thoughts. Every thought into captivity that does what? To the obedience of Christ. That's your weapon. The, 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 the ability to master your thoughts is a weapon. Is a weapon. He says, even after when, after you have what? Fulfilled your what? And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Ah, ah, do, do, do you see how Paul ends whatever he ends? He says, he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for pulling down of strongholds, casting down of imaginations, right? And what every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, right? And then he says, bringing every thought into captivity. He says, after we have fulfilled our own obedience. That means your authority over the strongholds, the imaginations, the high things can only have its ground when you have fulfilled your obedience. Some of you pray and your prayers are not answered. You know why? Because you have demons in your lives. You have demons administrating your lives. You don't know it. Why? One, because the armor of God is not on you. But any Christian that is unable to confront Satan, to confront the enemy that is against him, means he, had, he is in bed with him in one area of your lives. You can't cast out devils where you are, where, where, when, when you are, you are, you are uh, re relating with them or when you have them. Or entertaining them. You want to cast out a demon, but you have a demon inside you. Don't you think the demons know that they, they know when one of them is inside you or working in your life? Demons may not be able to possess the spirit of a man, but they can live in his body. And it is demonstrated in your unwillingness to confront the devils. Why? Ask yourself, man. Why, when you pray, you you don't have, you don't get the the anxious, the tenacity to confront the very devils that you know are troubling your life. God is not the one troubling your life. The one that is troubling your life is here on earth, using his spirit forces to trouble your life. But you are in, you are. Always praying to God, 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 God. God is not the one at fault here. Yes. 
Why don't you master the courage to confront those forces? He says, the prince of this world coming, but he had nothing in me. That means Jesus would not be able to do anything to Satan. He said it had something in him. This is a war. This is war. And you must understand the rules of engagement, the laws of warfare, warfare for you to successfully thrive in this life. This life is not about who was your mother, who was your father. This life is about which spirit conducts your life. For he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And then he reveals to us the entities. He says, against principalities. Listen, don't ever think. You know that Christians who think they don't have demons. You, you know that? <laughs> I don't have demons. I don't have But their life is a mess. You ask, how can you not have demons? And your life is still a mess. And you say, I don't have demons. They may not be in you, but they are near you. So you say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the All these are spiritual forces. So when God made man, he made man with the purpose that man would be his weapon in the war against Satan. God, God will never fight Satan. He has never fought him, will never fight him. Will never fight him. In heaven, it was Michael who fought. On earth, it is man that must fight. Only man can confront Devils. Only man can confront devils. Except Daniel perpetuated in prayer, persisted and persevered in prayer, Gabriel would not be able to pass through the heavens and give forth his answer. The factor of change was man. The factor of transformation was man. Man is responsible in how the spirit dimension is interfaced here in their lives. So some of us are like Adam. Because we have not fulfilled our obedience, our authority against Satan is negated. This is after you have what? Fulfill your obedience. After you have fulfilled your obedience. Let's go to Genesis. Let's look at some things. Genesis chapter number Verse 26, please. Verse 7. Some are still paging. 
Strengthened by the word that God uses there. Have dominion. Yeah, the fish of the sea and the breath of the air and over. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Fill fill the earth yes. and what? Subdue it. The word of subdue, you know what it means? It means to conquer. Now, God has just created these trees, created. So what why is God telling the man to conquer the earth? To subdue the earth. Say subdue the earth. Subdue the earth. Subdue the earth. Bring it to your subjection. It sounds familiar. My son, sit at my right hand until what I subdue all your enemies under your feet. It's the same word there. Subdue. It means to bring into subjection. But he's talking about the earth. He says, subdue the earth. And then have dominion over oh God and and look how God speaks look how God speaks he speaks categorically 
he, he, he's speaking categorically to the land. He says, hey, fill the earth, multiply, fill the earth. That's a jewel. Then he says, have dominion over the fish, the fish of the air. Over, I mean, the fish of the sea. Over the birds of the air. And over every great thing that moves upon the face of the earth. God was giving him dominion over what? Over sea. Over the air. And over the air. Mm. Lord, is that coincidental? No. God couldn't say to the man, have dominion over Satan. It was too early for that. You understand? He couldn't say, have dominion over Satan. Because now man is waking up, he's waking up, there's war. Because in reality, he woke up into war. So he says, have dominion over the fish of the earth, and all those things. So Adam was the God of the earth, the God of the sea. The God of the air. And it was his responsibility to ensure that there is cohesiveness in the air. Mm. So now man is on earth. And God tells him, hey, do this. Chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 7. So God put that Yeah, God from them. Yeah. Notice, planted a garden, it's what you Now, let me ask. Why did he need to plant a garden? Was not even habita uh, habitable enough. Why did God need to plant a garden? Why did God need to plant a garden? Was it necessary? Or was it just a matter of convenience? It was necessary. Okay, okay, if you say it's necessary, so you must give a reason why was it necessary. For God to plant a garden in the I mean a garden in Eden. Let me help you understand the geography, alright? Let me help you understand the geography. God brings forth the earth, right? The earth comes up. When the earth comes up, what happens? God has a specific region that he calls Eden in the earth, right? The specific region that's called Eden. Now, it is not the first time that a place in Eden is found in the Bible because the Bible tells us when it talks about Lucifer that he walked in the garden of God, Eden. So we must find out whether that garden was in the spirit or was it garden on 
earth. Because the Bible says he walked the garden of God. Right? Then the story for another day. So there was Eden. But then God plants a garden in Eden and God makes trees to grow in Eden. There are already trees on earth. But then God makes specific trees to grow in Eden. So he plants a garden and then he takes the man whom he had formed and then he puts him in the garden, right? But then you notice something. God doesn't command the man until he has put him in the garden. All those things that are happening there are very important. God doesn't command Adam until he puts Adam in the, I mean, in the garden. So the first command is out the garden. The second command is inside the garden. Out the garden, he tells him, subdue the earth, have dominion. In the garden, he says to him, hey, out of every tree of the garden, you may feel it. But of the tree of knowledge and good. It's not about governance there. You see that? It's not about dominion. It's not about uh, subduing the earth. He's talking about eating there. God says, you may eat. But of this tree, the day you eat, you die. Do you notice something? Do you notice something? What do you notice about the garden? What do you notice about the garden? In the garden, Adam In the garden, he talks to him about eating and not eating. Eating and not eating. Eating and not eating. Eating and not eating. Was Jesus ministry in the wilderness? He said, I must go into the what? The cities and the towns and the villages preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But when the Spirit of God comes on him, he does not go to the cities, he goes to the villages. So, what is it about Eden that God needed to put a garden there? Mm. Eden was not for pleasure. Ah. Eden was not for pleasure. It's like when God blesses you with money, ouches. You think it's a blessing. It's not a blessing. You think, oh, I have entered my Eden. It's not your Eden that you have entered. You have entered the wilderness. The the you see, the the wilderness in 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 Adam's case was the very garden that God planted him in. And that garden was full of provision. His possessions was not in the garden. His possessions was in the sea, in the air, and in the earth. In the garden was his provision. The same place from which God tested. That's what many people don't understand about how God works. And that's a problem 
The problem indoctrinated with is that you think you think you think that that you, you, you God is touched. You know, you think that God is touched when you go through things in life. He's not touched. Look at me. Look at me. The responsibility of every man of God is to represent God as He is. That's the responsibility of every man of God is to represent God as He is. That's why it says that the man of God says that the man of God may be one thoroughly perfected, fit for every good work. What I'm telling you may not agree with your feelings, with your sensations, but it is who God is. It is who God is. He puts the man in the garden. You, how is it possible that out of a God in whom there is no death, the pronouncement of death comes out? On the very same man that he created, he creates Adam in his own image, in his own likeness. There is no death in God. There is no death in God. But then he tells the man that day you eat, you die. The only possibility that existed for man to die was if he ate. Adam could have done any other thing you think is sin, he would not have died. It's like, it's like Samson. It's like Samson. There was only one thing that was pronounced upon him. Let him not cut his hair from bed. Samson seen slept with prostitutes. As long as he did not cut his hair, the power came on him. But the day his hair was cut, his entire destiny ended. He's like Adam. Adam could have killed all the animals in the garden, God would have, have worried. But he could not have killed them unless the nature of death had just entered. We kill because there's death in us. So God says, you, the day you eat, you die. The day you eat, you die. So God was not concerned if Adam would die. Think about it, Sister Jessica. Think about it. It's like you as a parent, right? You, it's like you as a parent taking your child and saying to your child, hey, I put this money here. If you take this money, I will kill you. And your child takes that money, right? And then you do as you have said to him. You kill the child. Adam, take your son, your only son whom you love, and come offer him up to me. And when Abraham, Abraham wanted to slew his son, God said, stop. But God instructed him to go kill his son. God instructed Abraham to go kill his son. You can't tell me how you're going to navigate around that. You can't say God was joking. God was serious. If you are joking, Adam will still be alive today. No, I'm trying to show you. No, I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you that there is a place where God tests you to see if you are ready 
to possess what he has given you. The earth was in Adam's. The earth belonged to Adam. But God fixed him. Fixed, he fixed him. He locked him up. God locked him up in a garden. You are not coming out of here. The only way you are coming out of here is, is either you will come here, you will come out of here victorious, or you will come out of here. That's why when after he ate, God took him out of the garden. If he had not eaten, there was going to come a time where God took him out, take him out of the garden to rule the nations of the earth. God will let you die to prove a point. He's the only one that can do that. He will let you die to prove a point about his wisdom. That's who God is. That's who he is. In the garden, obedience was enacted. The law of obedience was enacted. Outside the garden, have dominion. There's not, nothing about obedience. That means his power had a reference point. Though he was a son, he led obedience through the things he suffered. Talking about Jesus Christ. Says he was perfected through his sufferings. See why our Christianity is so weak? It's because when God confronts us with the very platforms for our authority, we shy away. You know, you know why it's difficult, Sister Jessica, for God to heal a Christian. You know why it's difficult. You know why it's almost impossible for God. It's easier for Jesus to heal a Samaritan than he than it is for him to heal a Nazarene. He says, if you will obey my voice, obey my voice. He says, I will put what? I will put on you none of the diseases that I put on Egypt. Who was putting it? Satan or God? So who has the power? He says, if you add or subtract all the plagues that are written in these books, I'll come upon you. Who is putting it on you? You want to know God? You must come into the school of reality if you want to know God. You must, you must decide to leave all your notions, your preconceptions, your ideas, your ideologies about who the Lord Jesus and who God is. God is the one who told Satan, kill him, do everything you want to do with him. Just keep his spirit in his body. Satan killed his children. Ten children he killed, brother. And God never addressed it, not once did God address it. God did never problem. When, when Satan went back to God the second time, God didn't ask him, oh, I, I, I see you've killed his children. Why did you kill his children? No. He, he gave him extra power. Afflict his body. Boils all over him. That's God. That's the God. That's the God you say you love. 
your God will say you worship. Your God will say you praise God. He kills and makes alive. He, 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 it was God. It was God who initiated, introduced the possibility of death to men. It was God who put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. It was God, not Adam. Adam didn't ask God to put the tree there. God put it there. The Bible says God, he made the tree grow there. So who introduced the possibility of death? God. Because it was also on God. God could have said, hey, if you eat three, you will die. But if you eat two, you will not die. And that will still have been long. We suffer because in our gardens, we don't thrive. We suffer because in our gardens, the things which God has told us not to do, we do. In hopes, you know, you know, in what hopes? In hopes that God is merciful. <laughs> in hopes, oh, 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 God is merciful. Oh, you don't know God. You don't, you, you don't know God. You don't, you don't know God. God is who you don't know. Some of us have seen strange walkings, strange walkings of God. Twenty eighteen, we buried, we buried the sister to my uh, brother's wife, uh, Lord Pastor Raphael. We buried her sisters, uh, her wife's sister. We buried her. We we we, we saw the day that the day the the day the problem began right through the end. We saw it through. No amount of prayer could help her. Why? Because after you have disobeyed, do not think there is room for repentance. Look at this house. Talk about possessing your possessions. You think you can continue living like a sinner, like a worldly person, and come back to God and say, Oh Jesus, I love you. <laughs> you know what she and her husband said to me? Said to me, before, before, before she even got the cancer, you know what they said to me? No, false prophet. But I was the very same person who told them that they had lost a child. The very first time I met them, that they had lost a child and they wanted to call his name David. I was the very same person. Now you are rebuking them and telling them, fix your ways, don't do this. No, you are a false prophet. You know what we false prophets do? We turn our backs, it's over. Next time we get a call cancer, you know, you know how long it took for that cancer to go from stage one to stage four? You know how long it took? Less than six months. At the end, at the end, she tried to make amends. It was too late. Go home, sister. Go to your God. This is life. He says you will not be able to destroy the strongholds, cast down imaginations, and pull down every high thing, except you can feel 
your own obedience. You can, you can, you can hold Satan captive where, whereas you are captive to him. How do you do that? How do you do that? It's, 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 like, it's like people suffering like, people suffering from poverty. They are trying to cast out the demon of poverty. But they have a demon in their lives. Huh. The, the demons will laugh at you. And what we are trying to do as ministers is that we are trying to shift the spiritual atmosphere of your life so that it aligns with God. So that you through wisdom and understanding are able to conduct this life in a manner which is a pleasing unto the Lord. was God that told Adam the day he died. You think God is unfair. Look at me, everybody. You, you think God is unfair. God introduced death to man. Man did not know what death is. It was God. Not Satan. Not, not God introduced death to man. God introduced death to man. And he told man, your death hinges upon one thing whether you will obey me or not. Was Adam remorseful? Yes. Did God grant him repentance? No. Come on. That's how God works. You see, the problem is that you've been fooled and deceived by preachers who are selling you a false hope of a gospel that does not exist. Because the design of that gospel is orientated around them. So they must sell you that, they must sell you that God is a good God. He wants to bless you. He wants, he wants you well. They must sell you that hope for their own advantage. Paul says whose belly is their God. But the, the real God, the real God told told Jeremiah, you must be, you must be like an iron before them. Otherwise, if you fear them, I will, I will put you to shame before them. That's God. Possessing your possessions. Understanding the reality of obedience, the reality of purity, the reality of keeping the righteous path. That unless unless you observe that reality in your life, brothers and sisters, nothing in your Christian in your Christianity will work. You are declared to be the Son of God by according to what the Spirit of Holiness, not the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Holiness, not the Spirit of Glory, the Spirit of Holiness, not the Spirit of Power, the Spirit of Holiness. You are declared to be the Son of God according to that Spirit. So when the Bible talks about, about creation waiting, groaning, and surveying for waiting for the manifestations of the Son of God, he's talking about those sons, those daughters who will rise up into the arena of holiness. Adam was the first one who was holy. Why? Because he you see, holiness does not mean you are clean only, it means you are separated unto God. You are given unto God for his use. Your vessel is God's. 
Botsama Abulela Mautahao to every single person of Botsama Rwara. Botsama See, the Bible says, this body is God's. You are just a custodian. It's not yours, it's God's. If, it says, if you don't take care of it, God will destroy both who? You and the body. And you want to talk about possessing your promises. Don't fool yourself. When there was sin in the land, after God had given the promise that you will, you will win, when there was sin, they just defeated Jericho. God told them, don't take anything from Jericho. Take nothing from Jericho. They just seen the power of God work in the supernatural. Don't take nothing from Jericho. Let, take all your gold into the treasuries of God's house. There are those who think they were too clever for God. They took what belonged to God. They took it and hid it. Uh, nothing worked from that day in Israel until they were found out. Listen, there are sins in your life that are hidden that are responsible for keeping you from your promises. Many times, suffering is a product of sin. Possessing your possessions. Amen. Everyone is born with the promise of goodness. Everyone that is born on this earth is born with the promise of goodness. But everyone must learn to go into the school of obedience. the healing meeting in Devon and I said to the people it is better we leave a demon out of you than for it, us to cast it out and it brings seven more other demons to us. Because what use is it? The demon is cast out, your house is clean, your body is empty. You enter deeper levels of provision and wickedness. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is something that must dawn on you. This is something that must dawn on you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our lives, our physical lives, are direct response of the activities that happen in a dimension of the spirit. And spirits are involved trying to tip you either way. He says, do not follow the way of the Gentiles. Huh? Christians want to be like sinners. You are a Christian. You, you must be persecuted for living holy. You must be now. Now you don't. You don't want to be seen as one who is holy. You want to look like them. You want to act like them. You want to live like them. You see, there is a place for Christians in hell. That place is a more is a more painful place than the sinner's place, because at least the sinner did not choose Jesus. The Christian chose Jesus, but then, but then chose to keep keep the way of the sinner. Bible says it would have been better for you to not have chosen this than after receiving the knowledge of Christ to turn away. 
If you want to sin, stop creating this own your own religion, your own way of serving God. If you want to sin and live an unrighteous life, leave, stop Christianity. Leave Jesus and go. Don't don't be one in one out, one in one out, one in one out. You are destroying yourself and fooling yourself. You know, people have created, you know, Chris, people have created their own way of saving God. They have their own rules, their own regulations, their own way, special way of saving God and relating with God. Their Christianity is special. Be like Saul. Leave God. But if you want to walk this way, you stop the crap, you stop the nonsense that, 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 that reflect a life of godlessness. You stop it. Because you can't fool God with a name. I profess Christianity, but don't keep the way of Christianity. And like I told you, God does not mind people dying. Because to God, people don't really die. People that just change states, they move from this plane to this plane. So he's both in the physical and the natural. So people don't escape God. And don't think you can escape in that side. So stop creating your own religion of saving God. You choose what is called what to obey, what not to obey. You choose what to do, what not to do. Your, your relationship with God, your Christianity is based on convenience. Uh, uh, my, when people have money, they, they give to God. When they don't, they don't give to God. So the principle is moved, is shifted, is tilted on the basis of their possession. What they have and what they don't have. They pray when they feel good. They don't pray when they feel bad. And you think that type of Christianity will possess the magnitude of the possession and promise of God you are a choker. Look what God said to a whole generation. God said, you will not enter. I swear by my own name, you will not enter the promised land. You've seen it, but you will not enter. Only because you brought a bad and evil report to me, you will not enter. The Bible says he sent them back to the garden. And you waited until that whole generation, man of war, died. He's God. That's the God. That's the God. Not even Moses was exempt from that side of God. Not even Paul was exempt from that side of God. Our Christianity is too full of emotionalism and religion. Some of you here have died a thousand deaths before God. And notice, Adam was alone in the garden. That's a pattern of God with man. When you go into the garden, you go alone. When you go into the wilderness, you go alone. You are not with your wife, you are not with your sons, you are not with, you are alone. 
what we are teaching you is not is you know it's not religious activity this is life this is life it's a way came first in the garden? Adam or the serpent? Who found who in the garden? Who found who in the garden? Did, did Adam find Satan in the garden or did Satan find Adam? Really? 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 Let me ask, who did Jesus find, who did Jesus find in the wilderness? Who was there first? So Jesus came after Satan in the garden. So the Holy Spirit willingly knew that when Jesus was going into the wilderness, he would find someone called Satan. So who was first in the garden? Satan. Who put him there? Brother, there are things Satan is not powerful enough to do without God's permission. In fact, every, every, everything Satan has ever done is by God's permission. And what you must do, what you must do, you must learn to do, is you must find, locate the wisdom of God in the activity that is taking place. Encounter the wisdom of God. Seek the wisdom of God in the activity. Ask yourself. Be like Job. Be like Job. God, Job was not questioning, he was not questioning uh, his events, he was questioning God. You be like Job saying, Lord, what is happening? Don't be afraid to confront a devil. Either functioning through a situation or through a person. Don't be afraid. Jesus was not afraid. He loved Peter. But when Peter, when Peter yielded himself to Satan, he confronted the devil. The devil he did not confront destroyed a, a man's life. That was Judas. So what you do, do quickly. He went. When did Judas end up? He held himself. God is a judge and every judge judges righteously more especially him Satan, his name, the word Satan means an accuser a, a prosecutor and he lays judge, some of you have judgment files against you something terrible is happening in our lives what how do we want to be what emotional 
we endeavored this week, this weekend, this yesterday, Friday, we were ministering. So a man is coming, he was coming for, one was wrong, couldn't hear, left. One, one ear couldn't hear completely, the other ear could hear a little bit. So he also had problems with his back, he couldn't bend, he couldn't do whatever he could do. So he came there crying, crying, no crying. You know crying, must cry, cry, help me, help me. So I'm trying to get across to me, you know, tell them, okay, it will be fine, it will be fine. Finally, I say, hey, stop crying. I can't help you. Because you've got to get across to the person. Say, hey, stop crying. Because I could sense that if I don't stop it, I won't help you. But say, hey, stop, stop it, stop crying, stop crying. Let's. Okay. So I left him. I went to another person. I came back, he had stopped crying. So I said, can I help you? So I didn't know that he would not hear. So they said, no, this, this person can't hear. I said, oh, can't hear. Okay, fine. ministered to him. So when I ministered to him, I, I made a, a, a small plaque. So she didn't, he didn't know, he didn't realize that he was hearing, he could hear. So, so I said, Clack. So he said, I said, can you hear that? He said, yeah. So I said that again. I said, can you hear that? So the second time, he didn't answer me because he was wondering Am I really hearing? <laughs> Am I really hearing? So I said, can you hear that? So, so he looked at me. He looked at himself. Because, you know, when you have not heard for a long time. For, so he went back to sit and he started crying. The whole service. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Here's what I'm trying to get across to you. Here's what I'm trying to get across to you. Emotionalism has no place. When it comes to the power of God, faith has place. So sometimes we struggle in our lives and we cry. Nothing happens. Listen, 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 listen. That you are in this church, you are in this ministry, is in indicative that whatever cry of your soul, of your spirit, of your destiny, God has answered. When God heard the cry of each children of Israel, he sent Moses. But that, that was just the beginning. The presence of Moses was what? Was, was the indicator that I have heard you. Stop crying. Now it's time to what? To act. So many of us, we come to God and our cry never ends. And some of you will be disappointed when you get on the other side and meet Jesus. Possessing your possessions. Knowing your enemy. Knowing your enemy. Knowing you, you have an enemy. And don't be fooled when you think, when you think, no, life is going as it should. Paul says, we are not ignorant of the devices of Satan. What we need more than anything, brothers and sisters, 
in our generation today is a reorientation in our understanding of the gospel, in our understanding of the ways of God. Because Christianity has been too proliferated with Babylonic systematic wisdom. Too much of Babylon in what we teach. Too much of Babylon in our churches. And that's how Babylon is, huh? Babylon is not the one who hinders you from escaping, who hinders you from uh, uh, being delivered from slavery. It is Egypt. That's Egypt's responsibility. Babylon comes to you in Canaan, in the promised land. He comes and takes you back to his place. That's Babylon. That's how Babylon works. Babylon is the strongest system that a Christian must confront. Babylon, not Egypt. But many of you are still struggling with deliverance from Egypt. You are still fornicating, committing harlotry with Egypt. You belong to God, but you are fornicating and you are prostituting and selling yourself to Egypt. God said to Israel, they are a harlot. They've committed adultery with other nations, with strange gods, high things. Uh, the exaltation of high things. When you love your mother, your father, when you love your career, your job, when you love your, your money, when you love your material possession more than you love God. It's high things. high things. That's why many of you were not, were not able to give your first fruits. Why? There are high things in your life. Some of you don't even give your tithes. Why? There are high things in your life. You are losing the war and you are not even aware. Becoming weaker and weaker and you are not even aware. And you say you come to church and sing. Your singing will not help you in the battle. Only obedience will help you. The devils are playing a mockery with us and we are letting them. Why? No, I'm struggling financially, so I can't, I can't. You are struggling, that's the reason why you are struggling. And God is able to make all grace available. When I had one rand, I'd give it to God. When I had ten rands, I'd give it to God. There is no amount of money large enough, big enough, no amount of struggle, no amount of lack, no amount of poverty, no amount of limitation that can stop me from following God. Bring it off. There is none. Your man, some of your money is hindering you from, your leg is hindering you from serving God. Imagine high things. High things. You are you complain that you don't have money to come to church. I used to walk to church for one and a half years. I used to walk to church. 
My salvation matters more than my convenience. Going low is lonely. That's secondly around the same mountain. 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. You die young. You die unfulfilled. Did we take any offering where we come from? Did we take any set from anybody where we come from? But did we help? Brothers and sisters, let me help you with something. Your immobility, your immobility, your inactiveness in the things that pertain to your life is what's deteriorating the opportunities that God would want to bring to you. You know why, why there are more Christians, more Christians, Sister Jessica, that are broke than non-believers? Do you know why? More Christians who are suffering more than non-believers. You know why, Mr. Bali? There's only one reason why. Because Christians do not, do not obey their law. Why are Muslims so prosperous? It's because they are allegiance, they are committed to their God. No, now you live deceived like deceived, deceived. And then you still think that your possessions, your promises are coming. says do not be a hearer of the word only deceiving yourself but be a doer of the word for he that does the word shall be blessed lifestyle is important how you live the just live by faith how you live is important how you live is your your relation to God must not, Mr. Isaac, begin on Sunday, end on Sunday. You can't live, you can't be sustained by the power of the Spirit. You can't be. It's you, 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 it's it's impossible. 
So the first thing God did to help his people was he gave them Moses. He didn't give him an angel, he gave them Moses. Your, 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 this way I'm going to end today. Your, the beginning of your journey, my, into your kingdom, God's promise for your life, for your destiny. It starts in bondage when God introduces you to a man or to a woman whom he has anointed to deliver you and lead you into your first step. Every man's man of God's purpose is to lead God's people into the inheritance. So man, the man or the people that are following must learn how to relate both to God and to the man. Obey God and he shall be established. Obey the prophets and he shall prosper. It is your relationship with God obedience to what God is telling you and obedience to the man. You can't, you are, let me tell you this. Except you are calling to the ministry. Except, except you are called like this into the for forget, forget in your life, for forget, forget miracles, supernatural moves of God on your life. Forget it, except through the vessel that God has granted you. For, you read, you read from Genesis right up to Revelations. You will see the pattern of God. Forget it. That's how it is. Forget it. The, the lack of miracles in our lives are directly reflection to our relationship to the man or woman God has given us. The lack of the operation of the power and miracles and miraculous uh, ways of God are a direct reflection of them. Not a, not a direct reflection of your prayer life. No, because God didn't bless Israel because they prayed. Israel never prayed. All Israel did was cry to Moses. It was Moses who prayed. It's not your prayer life that, that warrants an activity of the supernatural in your life. It's how you are following Moses. The rod is not is with Moses. It's not with Jews, it's with Moses. That's who the rod, the rod is with. It's the rod of Moses that parted the sea. Not the cry of Israel. <laughs> not the cry of Israel. Not the complaint. The rod of Moses. God's, God spoke to Moses. You part the Red Sea. He didn't say, let the people now, let the people now gather together and listen. No. Moses, you part the Red Sea. That's why they are apostles, they are prophets. They evangelists, they are pastors in their teachings. But you know what you want to, what you want to do, Mike? You want to struggle, labor, fast 80 days. There are people who have fasted 40 days, 50 days, 60 days, even 140 days, whose life became far more worse than before they entered the fast. 
when it comes to your relationship with God, Chris, when it comes to your destiny with God, when it comes to your fellowship with God, it's you and Him. But when it comes to promises, when it comes to fulfillment, it's you and the man that God has sent. He brought them out by a prophet. He preserved them by a prophet. That's why, Mike, we can go out of the province and have deluge of miracles and come back in and nothing happens. That's why we can go out and pronounce blessings on life and almost overnight the entire destiny change. And you come back to your Nazareth, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and hometown and amongst his own people. And that's why I tell you, you in this church will be the one, you will be the ones crying. When you see what God is doing, to, he says he will take it to another. service that's the Thursday service that we had in church what was happening there? you were there right what was happening there was something happening there yeah. I know what I have got I don't need to beg you you understand that what I got I know Mr. Bart I I know I know what God is giving. I don't need to beg anybody. We bought books. We made books for you. Not for anybody else. To grow you. No, but because there are other high things in your life. They are irrelevant. But then when you hear of news of others being delivered, being blessed, their lives restored after encountering those materials, what, what will be running through your mind? You must know your enemy. You see, the, the, the gods of Egypt that are supposed to be confronted by Moses, you will be fighting your entire life trying to confront them without any power. There is the anointing, personal anointing of a Christian, but there is a, the anointing, the anointing of service, the, the grace to, to administer the things of the kingdom. It's not on you. You don't fool yourself. It's not on you. It's not on you. The, at best, what you have is that anointing inside that's helping you as a Christian. But to change things around 
things that are beyond your control. You have to be where, where that change is possible. Anything other than that is deception. Yeah, not just one rat, a shot. How rat? How rat? You know, it's like it's like my it's like it's like it's like having a problem, electrical problems in your community. You take the wire, the electrical wire, and you want to go directly to ESCO, to Medupa power station, and plug it there. When there are other danger boxes around that facilitate the electricity in your region. <laughs> That's what many of us are doing, Mr. Bad. We are trying to facilitate our own way. But God is saying, I'm trying to make your life easy. Here's a man. I've given him all that you'll ever need in this life. All you need to do is heal. Obey ye his prophets and prosper. That's it. So we can't leave Egypt. Why? Because they don't want to leave. You can't leave Egypt because they don't want to leave the system. The system has what has fed them all these years. That's why when they got there and there was no food, they say, hey, 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 at least we had food there. Imagine! God had just delivered them. No, no, there we had food. There we had food. We don't teach these things just to make you feel good. Just so that you can go out of church and say, hey, church was powerful. Then now we're wasting our time. Did you understand that? No, we're wasting our time. We teach these things so that your life can align by structure in the purposes of the life of God. Listen, there are many ways. There are many ways. You can succeed in life. There are many ways. There are many ways. Yes. You can make it in life. Many ways. But the only way that has eternal glory is one. Not two. One. That's the way of the Spirit. That's the way laid out to us in the scriptures. That's what God has promised. 
God said this is the year of fulfillment. How that word pans out will depend on you. Every word, every promise is conditional. God can say it's a year of fulfillment. You go throughout the entire year, nothing in your life is fulfilled. And God did not lie. God did not lie. It's only that you chose not to align yourself with what was required to have that word fulfilled. <coughs> Things are changing, brothers and sisters. Things are changing. The, the way in which churches are conducted now will change drastically in the next few months. I told you last year, Jesus said, I am coming back to my churches. He is coming. He is coming to shepherd his churches. Your people will walk in church. They will walk in church. Masquerading, hiding sin, hiding wicked. They'll walk in church and while we're worshiping or singing, people will fall down and lay there for days. Not dead, just lay there for days, captured by the power of the Spirit. God for a new way in your life. God's not going to give you. There's no new way that's coming. There's no new way. Look, when, when the crooked parts that Jesus was supposed to come through, when they were crooked, who did God send to straighten out those ways? An angel? No, a man. He says, I am the voice that cries in the wilderness. John was responsible for making the way of the Lord straight. We are responsible for making the way of your life straight. Remember that. If your life is crooked and you oh Lord, I'm praying for a new way. There's no new way. You are wasting your time. Jesus had no new way that was fashioned. The, the ways that were crooked, God made them straight. New destiny, Lord. New destiny. God doesn't play games like that. He doesn't play dice like that. It is appointed unto man to live once, then after comes judgment. That's my point. So there's only one path when you are born. Doesn't matter, those paths may have been crooked, may have been broken down. It is the responsibility of a man to restore those broken bridges and straighten the way of your life. God sent John for Jesus. Even Jesus needed John. He needed John. He couldn't just come. Imagine if John had failed. If John had failed, Jesus would, would still have been delayed. You come in here, your aeon is crooked. And we are trying day in, day out to tease of prayer to align the course of your life so that at least you can reach your destiny and have that which God has intended for your life to come. And you can't see that. Day in, day out, you see them on TV flocking to the front and give money. 
their last money, their children's school fees, their last rent. But you are in a ministry where all those things have never been done to you. Do you know, Nomsa, how it feels to give, to be forced to give money that you know you need? And it's not even going to help you. But you are doing it because you are desperate for help. Desperate for hope. Do you know what it does to your entire being? And then you come here, I you know. The Bible says Jesus was conceived from his brother until the fullness of time. Who he truly was was concealed until the fullness of time. It's time to grow your religion. <coughs> That's why I'm telling you, don't waste your time. Hey, are you listening to me? Don't, if you know this Christian thing is not for you, don't waste Find, go back, go, go to Egypt. Live like that. Don't waste your time trying to balance Egypt and God. Don't waste, you're wasting, you're wasting, you're wasting your precious time. <coughs> because all you will find in the end is regret and misery. There is a sound in the spirit crying, repentance, repentance, unto the nations that have turned away from the Lord. For he is coming in his fierce anger to judge the peoples of the earth and to reward them for all their ways. Every work you do, you will be recompensed. So that the churches may know. I give to every man according to his words. We are not serving a pepper. We know you may not see him, but some of us we know we are serving. We know, we know. We are, we are not, we are not claiming to you a Jesus that I have not been introduced to. I know who I serve. I'm not trying. I know who I serve. Promise awaits. The land is ready. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. You see, there's only one reason I've stayed in this area for this long time. The only one is because of mercy. Because I believe that truly the Lord can change the lives of people. But there comes a time. 
Jesus, Jesus knew me. He says, hey, Nazarene is not for me. I'll go to Bethlehem. And he tried to return after some time. He found there was still no church. Say, who is this? This not the, is not his father and his sisters with us. And where was greater judgment pronounced? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violence is in that case. No your enemy. Know your enemy. Know the platform from which war 